0: So, we are back for, I think this is Nice Nuggets, episode 26. Um, we are back with a very, very special guest. Um, some of you may have seen on my Instagram this morning if you follow me. If you don't, why not? Um, but if you do, I introduce, we have Rihanna Lovelace on the podcast. So, here is Rihanna. Hi.
1: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: All good. All good. There are a lot of people excited to hear about what you've got to say and hear your story and kind of, sort of see and hear and chat and that kind of thing. So it's really, really
1: appreciate
0: you having me on. Definitely. For, it's of fun to do these. Nice. It's, mate, it's a pleasure having you here. Honestly, it's awesome. So for the uninitiated, or as I would like to call them, the heathens that don't know who you are, um, my very brief introduction. So Rhiannon is a 63 kilo strong woman um, with a 272 and a half kilo deadlift. I feel like that's a solid introduction, so that's a 600 pound edit. Um, she was the winner of World's Strongest Woman in 2018, and is the owner of Chaos Strength, so a couple of gyms in Preston and in Wales, I believe it is. Um, obviously the Chaos Promotions, you're doing a lot of competitions up there, which is great, and also the Chaos Clothing brand and all that kind of stuff. You guys are pretty much everywhere, um, which is great. That's a very, very quick introduction on my part, but I'll hand over to yourself if you run through a little bit more of you are and then we'll, we'll sort of get into the chat.
1: So um, I'm Pro Strong Women, uh, I've been in strength sports for nearly 10 years now. Um, world records wise, um, we've had the silver dollar, the axle, the atlas stone, obviously the deadlift, um, we've taken things like the dumbbell British record, I think there's just the log world record left to go, um, definitely want them as like my trump set. But before I was a strong woman, I did spend five years as a powerlifter uh, before I transitioned over. And um, kind of up and coming through that, I spent a lot of time like dabbling in different sports. Um, but mainly I was focused on like academics. That was that was me as a whole, really. Nice.
0: Awesome. So I feel like you've, you've just kind of, I'm not going to give you the opportunity to do that. You've brushed over the world records. Um, let's dig back into those. What were they? So your silver dollar, your dad's.
1: So the first one we took um, was back in twenty seventeen. That was the deadlift world record was one hundred and eighty, and it irks me that it is now seven and a half kilos off a hundred kilos more. (laughs) It really annoys me. Um, That was the first one, and then we took the middleweight one later that year, or just shortly after. Um, We took the axle world record last year, year before. Um, and then I competed with, I was the first woman to compete with World's Ultimate Strongman, um, and I set the Atlas Stone World record. Yes, I'm watching that. That was amazing.
0: That was really cool. So, yeah, so there you go. So, that's a, a kind of brief insight into who we're talking to here. So, I, mean, I imagine there's a few more ears pricked up, um, sort of <laughs> hear more about what we've got to say. So, you sort of, you mentioned you were a powerlifter first, so you did your powerlifting, and I imagine that the, the, the transition from powerlifting to strong man, strong woman, is not uncommon. I feel like a lot of people kind of go through powerlifting, and this is complete opinion, so powerlifters don't at me. Um, I'm My background's weightlifting. I fell into strongman from weightlifting because I found it quite dull training for two lifts. Um, and I imagine powerlifters, once you sort of hit a point,
1: move, thing, yeah. picking up big
0: um, rocks and logs is a much more fun thing. So how was your transition? I kind of,
1: I kind of have this joke, and it's quite disrespectful, so I'm sorry, the weightlifters. <laughs> Powerlifters, but the, like weightlifting and powerlifting is just the gateway drug to strongman. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, this is oh. just the gateway drug. This is where you just get good, and then you come and do the best sport in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I'm totally on board with that. So my,
0: um, again a similar analogy. So when I sort of d- d- fell back into strongman recently, um, my coach likened it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stitch him up on here because that's not fair. But my coach um, likened weightlifting to Buddhism, uh, Buddhist monks in that you divert your entire life to a thing that no one really cares about and you
1: don't make any money for? I mean, I think I think all strength athletes are guilty of that, really, you know. Um, okay. I feel like I get a lot of <laughs> almost, like, red carpet attention. And I'm like, guys, like, I, I don't save kids. Like, we haven't cured cancer. <laughs> I'm effectively a human forklift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you put it that way. I've, I've dedicated my whole life to picking up really, really heavy stuff. <laughs> like that's, you know, it's a, it's a very niche thing. <laughs>
0: it's a very niche thing. But also I think, and especially from sort of, there's, there's been a shift somewhere in the world within the last period of time, five, ten years, whenever it was going to be, where now there's an awful lot more women getting into weights and lifting, which is brilliant. Um, we've, kind of, we've disappeared from that I need to go and do my, my body combat and my, my body pump and step programs and jump on a treadmill, it's all of a sudden i like oh, fuck that I want to go and squat, I want to go and lift heavy stuff and then going back to what we sort of spoke about before we hit record, you know, it's sort of seeing people like me lifting weights isn't uncommon, But and someone seeing like yourself doing a 270 kilo deadlift is incredible, so all of a sudden it's more than just, um, we're not saving kids we're not doing like these amazing things, And like we're not you know building orphanages um i think it boils down to a lot more in terms of the inspiration factor you know you sort of look at people look at you and say gosh yeah maybe maybe i can do this and you, you know you get it people, people. yeah absolutely
1: no, I, de- I definitely think um i think it's the last five years um it's almost like a revolution um i actually feel really honored to have been a part of it to have been at the front of it um it's been such a shift not just the results and the competitions and the numbers, but just things like the facilities. Um, when I started Strong Woman, the closest gym to me took me three hours to get to. Um, it only had a 60 kilo log. Like that was it. That's why I had to learn on there was there was no, nothing else. Um, very, very limited kit. You know, there just wasn't kit for, for girls my size and of my level. And now we're seeing, you know, there's like three gyms within a stone throw of my gym. That offer strongman, and it, it's amazing. All these places that are all slightly different. You know, they all have slightly different vibes, and they attract slightly different groups of people. But to the same thing, and you know, it's it's crazy. And once you actually start looking at the numbers, like the records, like I said, nearly a hundred kilos has gone on the deadlift in four years. Um, Thirty odd kilos has gone on the log in the same time. You know, these are not numbers that the boys are matching. <laughs> but, I think about six kilos has gone on the log record in the last four years. Yeah, wow. um, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, when I joined the sport, the world record was 76 on the log. Um, and it was 80 for reps this year at Worlds. Wow. I did you know that. That's amazing. We're seeing so much progress so quickly. Um, and, you know, when you compare, somebody pointed something out to me that blew my mind. Um, you know, back in the day of, like, Jeff Capes, you know, Kaz, you know, what everybody loves is, like, the old school strongman era. Yeah. Um, some of the Atlas Stones, you know, were, like, up to 140. My world record's 141. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's what the little girls lift now. <laughs> <'Cause it's> the- <laughs> that's crazy. And, you know, the big boys are talking 300. They're on, you know, who's doing the first 300, when's it going to happen? Um, and, you know, the, it's, it's just crazy, crazy numbers. We're really seeing just what the, the human body's capable of doing. Um, you know, I think we just witnessed um, Inez put up a £300 log yesterday. Yes. That's never, that's never been done. Um, she just needs to secure that in competition. Um, but, again, like £300, you know.
0: <laughs> it's just, these things And, again, it's uh, the sort of the, the growth of the sport has been immense. And, I'd like say, the last five years, as you say, it's been – you know, I sort of, my first real sort of sighting, because it weren't sighting, like you, you as a UFO but like my first real sort of sighting of Strongman was like Donna Moore doing ridiculous shit. Um, and you sort of see that and it's like, like, my God, these, this is amazing. You sort of see that and then like you see the numbers creep up. And then like you say, I opened Redbeard and all of a sudden we started doing a Strongman and, all these women started messaging me. and like I really want to come and do this sort of stuff. Like, have you got things? And it's going back to what you said. Your gym was, you know, your the first gym you trained at. You had a sixty kilo logs, and bars, some sort of like rusty old weights in the corner somewhere. That was kind of the environment. Um, yeah, I feel like I've sort of, <laughs> I feel like I've sort of spoiled my lot a little bit. You know, we've got some really nice stuff. You know, we've got like a oh,
1: definitely the the level of gyms is is crazy, crazy it's now. Nuts. It?
0: It's nuts. It's yeah, terrible it gym owners because it's really expensive.
1: But, <laughs> but, but, but back in the day, you know, strongman was a group of mates that would invest in a load of kit, dump it in a field, probably grab a crate of Fosters on the way to <laughs> and okay. throw some heavy shit about for a few hours and go home. Yeah. Like that that was but we're seeing much more of like structured professional level of sport. Um but yeah, people like Donna Moore, you know, um, so I've competed against Donna. I've loved Donna. Um but you know it's thanks to women like her, um, Gemma Marks, Kristen Rhodes, um that they really were the women before us yeah, <laughs> that really did kind of pave. Um, and I think, you know, regardless of whether or not they compete now, um, and Adonis still doesn't she's brilliant. Yes, you
0: know, you, you mentioned Kaz made- and Capes a minute ago, and it was, mm-hmm. so you, mentioned, you mentioned Kaz and Capes a minute ago, and they're kind of, again, this is completely my opinion. I grew up with Pudzinovsky, Poundstone, Brian Shaw, when he was first coming on Big Z, when they were around that. That's the sort of era I grew up with. But I would have the argument where, Bill Kazmaier, Jeff Capes, John Paul Sigmundson. The sport wouldn't be where it is now if it wasn't for those three, because I think they brought people to the sport and they made it a kind of spectator. Um, um, they made it more of a sort of uh, like a pantomime, like a theatre thing, you know, it's this whole big thing, these massive um, sort of personalities. No, reckon, yeah, you're exactly. Right. Eddie's,
1: Eddie's them of this generation, like yeah. that's what he oh, hes
0: He's yeah. taking it in people's living rooms. Yeah, and absolutely. And then it's, you know, you, sort of, you mentioned Donna and Gemma and those guys they're the same but a little bit later on where all of a sudden now it's strong women's making a thing and like you're not just like tapping on the door you've kicked the fucking door off its hinges and you start turning up like we're here we're doing things and it's awesome so you've got these just coming out of nowhere, like I say gyms everywhere are now stocking logs atlas stones yokes axles they're doing things and you know more and more people are picking them up which is incredible so it's I'm excited to see the next sort of 10 years of growth for I think it's gonna be amazing.
1: I think I think we're about seventy percent women members, I think. Outstanding. I've definitely got more women on my athlete team. Um, but I think the members are about seventy percent like it's yeah and you know, all it's not that hard. We just make the kit in the nice way possible. We work with people that um cross over from other sports, but we also work with um women that have battling eating disorders and things like that and you know we have to have kit that start super light <laughs> if people are strong they can lift the light stuff and that's the lighter things will get a lot more use than the heavy so as long as you know we have logs that are like 27 kilos we have axles that are five kilos strongman suddenly then can be for everyone um i don't i don't know if you saw my social media the other day my mum who is 64 and my niece who is 14 had like a farmer's race yes uh, i didn't see that it was the best and they got really competitive it was like a game of Monopoly um I mean suddenly like you know my family's come down to where I work just to you know pick going for food and all of a sudden the whole family is doing Strongman and loving it and having a really good time and they've both signed up for their first competition
0: ah fantastic that's awesome love that I absolutely love that but it's no it, pressure it's the whole <laughs> no pressure there's a bit of pressure um so, so you you again you flitted past it your uh, your sort of athletes team. What a team you guys have got! So you know just just to just to name drop one, you guys got Annabelle Chapman on your team. Uh, not terrible. So like and there's uh, got-
1: Annabelle is you know it, it's so bizarre. My team are um you know they are my clients, but that's yeah. it just feels weird calling them that. These sure. these girls, they're my girls. They're my little sisters, my big sisters. Um, and you forget, you know, like you just said, like, you know, the names that are on your team, you forget that. Like, <laughs> I get reminded, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, like my friends are super talented. And <laughs> they, are, you know, it's, yeah, Annabelle just throws about 100 kilo overhead. Like that's, we, we kind of lose perspective that that is seriously not done and really, really impressive. Um, but, yeah, when we sit back and, you know, we came away from Worlds, we had like seven finalists, four trophies, and I sat there and I'm like, shit, my friends are really good. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's just crazy. Um, but they are truly the the best people in the world. I, I wouldn't want to spend the I wouldn't want to share the experiences that we do with any other girls. Like they're they're just brilliant. Absolutely.
0: And I think this is one of the biggest things, and it's one of the things I try and drill into sort of folks down here, is you know, we're a club. And people look at it and go like, oh it's a bit thing and it's a bit scary, and stuff. but like there's no one in this club that I wouldn't go and have a beer with. You know, we're all mates, we're all we're,
1: we're
0: a, a team, friends. and it, yeah, 100% we're a team, that's exactly what we are. And you
1: know, if one you, know, you, compete, you witness, you witness the highs and lows. You see, when you compete with people, um, especially long term, you know, you see the very worst. Um, you know, me and Bex, uh, I met Bex in my first comp, uh, she's my best friend, and we've traveled the world together. You know, we won Brits together multiple times, and but we've also experienced the lows with each other. You know, she was there when my kit failed this year at Worlds, and I lost my lead. Yeah. Um, and she was there for me then. I was there for her when she had a water mishap and dropped the frame at Brits. You you really do see the raw side of people, and that's you form bonds and friendships that are just unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Be- Bex is a, a world record holder. She. She knows what it's like to stand world number one, and still come away from a workout thinking that wasn't good enough, or my performance isn't good enough. I need to be better, and very few people understand that. And it's it, it's such an asset. And um, the best thing around me is my team, like without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Hundred percent, and it's you know, it's I think that's such an important point to make, and it's one that gets really, really brushed over all too much. You know, I don't think it matters what level you're at. You know, you guys are talking like the upper echelons of this sport, like the elite, but it's the same as, you know, I've got a couple of guys going to their first competitions in a few weeks' time. Oh, absolutely. But it does um, matter know, what level you're at. The team is vital to every level of your sport.
1: One of the, um, in fact, probably more vital is at the beginning, to be honest. Um, one of the misconceptions about Team Chaos is that we are just elite athletes. Um, and it's it's honestly because the elite athletes just make the most noise. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, we have um, everything from absolute beginners and, you know, that support and that encouragement for them. You know, we just had um, George compete at the weekend. He came to us at pretty much the same level Annabelle did, which was just base zero. Um, worked his way through novice, did his first inter show. And, you know, everyone in the group chat is just going nuts about George. He's got his support group there. Um, you know, his coach is on him all day. It was just for them to have that as they come through, because of course there's going to be bad days, you know, you can prep an athlete as much as you want. There are going to be things out of their control. If sh- shit happens, they will face heartbreak at some point in their career. And to have that support system early is, is just absolutely brilliant.
0: 100%, I, I couldn't agree more. It's really important. And unfortunately, it's one of the things that's done quite badly in a few places. Um, we've got a guy, and again, this is a very anecdotal example but I think it rings true to a lot of places a fellow that come down here um and you'll see him a fair amount on our social media Dave really nice guy he's up from the northeast um came down here his missus dragged him down here Basically he said you need to go do stuff because he go to work go home eat go to bed go to work go home eat go to bed that was his thing and just getting depressed and making up, people around him upset um so they dragged him down here for one of the Sunday sessions so our Sunday mornings are events and we play with events and get people up and training that and they're hard sessions but anyways he came down for that and like got rattled in and said like, what are you up to? We're doing this. Do you want to go? He went, yeah, go on then. And that was it. He had to go. Everyone cheered and whoops and clapped him and he really enjoyed it. And now he's part of the furniture, you know, he's, you know, he's doing some That's really cool man. That's things. how everybody gets involved. You know, they're yeah. just like, oh, give me a girl. Have a bash yeah. and you never leave.
1: <laughs>
0: but again, that whole team thing is vitally important. You know, Dave's doing some really cool stuff. We've got some really talented guys and girls at the gym. And then, like you said, there's a few of the guys who sort of rattled in and they like, I just fancy having a bash. And they'll have a go. Now they're really cool. Now they're on our competitions. You starts in a little glint in their eye. You know, they want to cause trouble. And it's, it's really cool to see. And, you know, it's, it's just awesome. But that whole, that whole thing is really important. I think the differentiation between places like Chaos or like my place, like Redbeard, um, the team is the biggest, 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 most important thing. It's not just a gym. Like, it just happens The sport we do is done in a gym. You know, if we play rugby, it'd be a rugby club. You know, it's that kind of thing. That's um, quite an important. Differentiate. You're not just going to pure gym with the masses to queue up for squat racks. You know, it's 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 much more than that. It's personality behind the venue as well as everything else, right?
1: Mm. I mean, like I, I literally make this clear to people when I do inductions and things around the gym for like new members. Um, we are a very female strong gym. Um, in the summer, it gets very hot you know we are very real women you will see stretch marks cellulite you will see you know big women that are in shorts and a sports bra because they are working their ass off and you know if they're not okay with that the JD is just down the road for a <laughs> night <nine. laughs> that's 100%. It's you know so- this image of like perfectly toned you know I've, I've got some big girls and I've got some girls that need to be big to do the job that they do you know they throw around some big weights and the, you know, notion that athletes must look a certain way, um, just absolutely gets put in a bin at chaos. (laughs)
0: 100%. It's people are humans, right? Everyone's got cellulite. Everyone's got stretch marks. Everyone's got things, blotches, moles, blemishes. Everyone's got, maybe a little more body fat and they're like, it doesn't matter. No one gives a shit. And it's one of the biggest things that, and again, we do, you're echoing an awful lot of what we do, which is great. But um, one of the things that we do down here is, there's just no egos, like, there's no room for I'm better than you. There's no room for that at all. Like, you're not better than anybody else. If they just come in to pick up a stone for the first time, as you're finishing off your fifth stone run of the day at some massive competition, like, I'm gonna celebrate your 20 kilo stone to a four foot platform, the same as I'm gonna celebrate their 140 kilo stone to a four foot platform.
1: I mean, we we joke about the fact that we wanna get a sign above the door basically saying that like, are you okay with a girl outlifting you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's Do no it. room for <laughs> egos at Chaos because there will there will literally be a girl that can lift more weight than you. Perfect. <laughs> that sign sounds amazing. I will
0: make that sign up and send it to you. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> you know, if, if you're not okay with that, you know, we've got some struggle ads as well. But you know, um, if you're not okay with that, Chaos is probably not going to be the place.
0: <laughs> Hit down JDS. That's it. We've got um. So one of our girls, Eve, who is coming to. Well, she's competing in April. She's trying to qualify for the English. And then she's competing again in July to qualify for Worlds. So I believe we're coming up to
1: Awesome. Years.
0: It's great. So Eve is immense. I rescued Eve from Pure Gym. <laughs> um, we call her like the club. Sort of, we've got like, this little refugee, like, come on over. People come from like Pure Gym and JD and Buzz and all those other ones. and They come over here. But she's making some massive, massive waves. And, you know, she is ferociously strong. You know, some of the guys come down, it's like, how is she moving that? And it's just in awe. There's no like, there's no, there's none of the sort of what I would call the social media comments. You know, the sort of the Instagram warriors that come like, ah, it's definitely steroids. It's like bullshit. She worked really hard. Whereas everyone down the club sees her work really hard. It's like, that's amazing. Like the awe aspect of these things. And that's just, you know, little old here, you know, it's that kind of thing. And like you say, you forget how good your mates are. Mm
1: -hmm. Don't get
0: me wrong. None of my mates are at that level yet. So ahead heading that way it's Um, the
1: same thing though you know um we we were joking recently that uh luke's just moved down to under 90s and my perspective is so skewed it was skewed in the 105s because obviously luke pulls over 400. luke's been pulling 400 for a while so you know prepping to 400 in my head is is a pretty normal thing and then some about well there's only about six boys in the world that can do it at 105 but but four of them are really good mates so again you, you kind of, your mates do it your fella does it, like it's a, it's a pretty normal thing and that's how it becomes and then you realise that actually that's, that's really really not normal and now he's dropped down a weight category weights that I'm still considering to be relatively common, um, for instance he did the Clash Qualifier this week it was an Axel 5 rep max and he did um, 7 out of 8 which we were like, yeah, we should we should have got a bit heavier, you know, and it won by like fifty pounds. <laughs> wow! <I> mean, that's... <laughs> so we just our perspective is completely off. <laughs> um, like he, you know, he was sore in the morning and he didn't need to be. Um, but we just you know we're sat there going, is it enough? We're not sure. Um, so yeah, it it does it does lead things like that. And also, negatively, you know, what? as well, I have to, um, you know, you've got me, Kate, Bex, um, you've got a couple of others creeping around the 100 mark as well, like overhead oh, pressing. So it, this idea that this 100 kilo for a girl to press is, you know, fine, normal, common, um, can kind of sink in. And reality checks need to be had every now and then um because it can get quite negative in training and you know you can lose sight of the fact that this is genuinely world class and if you can't do it one day that's okay
0: (laughs) oh absolutely it's um again going back to dave i was talking about a minute ago you know he's heading towards his 40s and there's a whole kind of like he said, like, can I? What have I sort of, what have I got a chance in at the minute? I will do, like, get a couple of years of training under your belt, get back into the sport, hit some comps, do your bits and pieces, and then let's attack like masters. There's no reason you can't be a threat at masters. But let's have a look at that. But I think it's like you say, used. There is obviously there's a decline as you get older. You will start to drop off. But at some point, you'll have your strongest day. But like until that happens, keep going.
1: Um, well, me and me and Luke were, were talking about this recently. Actually, this transition to masters. Yeah. Um, we, we basically came up with like the, the ideal game plan, bearing in mind neither of us will probably get to masses, so I don't know why <laughs> we came up with it. But I think it's Savatinov that's just done it, and I might be wrong. It's one of the kind of ex-World's Strongest Men boys, um, and basically about 36, 37, they just pulled off the scene. They haven't really done much. They basically had a break. <laughs> they let the damage that had occurred during their career. heal, let their body have a break, and then he's actually returned as a Masters, and he's looking, I hope it's or I'm gonna look stupid. Um, <laughs> he's actually looking in, in really top shape. Yeah. And we basically we're basically like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Because otherwise you just carry your shit through.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we've all got it.
1: And to <laughs> give it a break, you know, we could see the best Sabatinoff, yeah.
0: Maybe. It's Mark, quite, Mark yeah.
1: Felix is not
0: getting worse. Absolutely. I think um Zaviscus just did the same, right? So we have got to find out um, he had some injuries. And now he's come back through to sort of world masters and that kind of thing. He's obviously a very, very different kettle of fish.
1: The the um, issue we see is, is he's just he's he's carried a lot of injuries, I mean, you know. He did have yeah, yeah, exceptional. Absolutely. What was he like 18 times Lithuania's strongest man or something <laughs> <He's complicated. laughs> Just, You know, um, And, you know, that takes reasonable um, wear and tear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can call it that. Um, Um, And I I, I love, the thing I love about Z is, I think it's, I I don't think I'm being cool or anything here. I think this is a fully accepted thing, that he will not be his best anymore. Like, he has peaked, performance-wise. But what I love about Z is that he just loves the sport. He just loves competing. He does local shows. You know, he does Lithuania's Strongest Man. He does OSG now. Um, And I, I just love that. And I hope at his age, with his level of experience, I still love the sport as much as he does.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. And it's one of those, I think if you have that kind of mindset of just crack on. If you love a thing and you devote your whole life to it and you want to do that sort of stuff, there comes a point where, you have to kind of accept, like you say, you, you have to accept. You've had your strongest day. Everyone's going to have that peak at some point. Some of it happens earlier than others, wherever it may be. But then it's like you say, if you can kind of stick through with it. I watched a, um, I watched a sort of like a mini documentary on Z a little while ago. And you know when he was competing for world strongest, you know, the way he trained was horrendous. Like you and I have got like our teams around us, and like, I'm not comparing myself to you. That's nonsense. I don't compete so much now. I'm fucked. But you know, like we've got our teams around us, and we do all our bits and bobs, and like the people that we train with, and that we as coaches train. They're in an environment where everyone's kind of hyping them up and you've got these whole big things and there's a structure to it and there's all of that. And um, like I say, I find it really hard to get to the gym at four in the morning, turn the lights on, get some kit out and start training when it's cold, it's dark, I'm on my own. It's hard. But when you've got your mates with you and everyone's there on a Sunday morning geeing you up, it's a much easier session, right? So Big Z would have all of his stuff stored in, um, I think it's some like old abandoned stadium in Lithuania somewhere, like half hour drive from his house. It'd go over there in the morning, drag it all out, do a session, put it all away, and drive home again. All on his own, no music, no nothing.
1: I mean, um, K- Kielakowski's the same, is
0: it? Is it like yeah. a bomb? <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Well, like, there's no one around you, and the interviewer said, "Like, why do you do this?" It's like because this is really hard. It's really hard. So when he gets to competition and the weights are loaded for him and there's crowds, like, it's
1: a breeze. When we, when we moved to South Wales, uh, we had a transition before we obviously set the gym up down here. Um, and we've got a, a lovely little courtyard at the back that I set the jerk boxes up and, you know, I set like a little just makeshift gym. And, you know, I would pull my kit on and I would get stretched and everything. And I would go out and I'd do my warm ups and then Luke would come out and I'm just sat with a dog. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd be like have you done your style? Like, no i <laughs> was an absolute nightmare yeah that going to the gym um i have a lot of respect for you know the kind of yeah is just nuts like that's just watching that guy train um you know we are very, we are very fortunate with the setups that we have access to um you know i, I won't lie and say that things are like, inconvenient things these are conveniently placed to help me train <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it does make a big difference. Like
0: I say, it's, it's the luxuries that we have. You know, I, I look at down here, you know, I've got logs from, we've got a 20 kilo log up to a 65 kilo sort of actual wooden log. But like every step in between, they're all loadable. We've got a couple of axles, we've got a seven kilo, a 20 kilo, two 35 kilo axles, like yokes, I've got two yokes, and we've got other bits and pieces, all this stuff around. And then people kind of come to us, so like, you'll spoil. <laughs> like I remember my first ever strongman session, a mate of mine had a rock. He used to work at a quarry. He had a rock, tyre, and an axle. That was kind of it.
1: Yeah, but Which that's... You know, kind of it, of
0: it. I say, in a field. It was in his shed. In his backyard. It, it's you
1: know, it's funny when, you know, you get one of the old, like, you know, Kaz... Um, I can't remember who was mocking him, but basically it was raining. Like, drizzling. It wasn't even rain. And somebody was whinging, and he, he basically lectured them about, you know, like, back in his day, you'd do it, like, minus four. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You know, we, we, in, indoor runs were not a thing back then. Um, you know, being allowed to take your kit in a gym would be, have been a rarity. Um, indoor runs, absolutely not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's the whole, you know, a little bit of just, ah, training's off, can't do it. You know, the farmer's handles are slippery, it's dangerous. <laughs> you just kind of just get and do it, right? But yeah, I think that's, um, again, that's an attitude that separates you know, sort of people that want it to people that don't I guess isn't it but again she
1: says with like, I've
0: got the heaters on
1: early in my gym so when I get there it's warm
0: <laughs> nice I mean yeah that's um, I came down one morning I've got a heater you can't see it's off camera up there but I've got that fit <laughs> fairly recently I came into the gym one morning to do some stuff and I went to pull a bar out of the rack and it had frozen in the bottom um, where obviously Covid was a thing we have been spraying things afterwards and like rubbing bars and I was just a little pool of water that sat in the barbell holder and it had frozen the bar into the thing it's like Absolutely not. <laughs> Here, get it in. <laughs> so, I'm,
1: we like our I'm, very, I'm very lucky that the, the level of comps that I now compete at are all at arenas with like uh, aircon. <laughs> we are very spoiled nowadays. Let's park be honest. Car parks, you know, that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> but it's, um, but yeah, I'm not saying you've got to make it difficult for yourself, but if you've got the niceties there, great. If they're not there, go get it done. You'll be right. Um, right. Let's, um, <laughs> going back to you saying, you know, you went out and got yourself all stretched and warmed up and then sat with the dog. I feel like that's a perfectly acceptable session in itself. You know, we have we have gym dogs that come down here. There's a few of the guys that come through, and I get a text.
1: Yeah, I love training with my dogs. Like, oh, just my
0: no Every gym should have a gym dog.
1: It's it's just hard to have a negative session when my dog's there. You know, even if things are going wrong, play with the dog a bit. Don't really care. Try again. You're fine. It's hard to carry through that frustration and have like a really negative session when you've got a puppy lit sat there.
0: It's really difficult. It's near impossible. So like we get people from time to time like, do you mind if I bring my dog down? It's like, a little more you had to ask me. (laughs) Bring your dog. More to the point, why have your dog been here before? Um, And yeah, gym dogs are amazing. I think every gym should have a dog. I'm currently trying to train my, I've got two Springer Spaniels. And they're not great gym dogs because they are just everywhere. They're feral. So I'm currently trying to train them to be better gym dogs. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: we, we, we were just lucky that, like, we had ultimate puppy with the gym, and you know, the, effectively, the first command they learned probably before their name was off the platform. Perfect. Like, that's a that's a thing that they know they've had to learn, um, because safety the chihuahuas. Nice,
0: yeah, yeah, they're quite little. <laughs> I like a trainer. but yeah, nah, that's all good. So. I feel we like will kind of wrapping up. So we obviously had a couple of questions that people to fight through on Instagram. Um, I went through these just before we hit record, so you've had a bit of a chance to think of some of them, because there's a couple of really interesting ones. So I'll go straight into them. We've got three that I think were good. We obviously had a couple of really shit-ass questions, which... I'm, I'm curious as to what they were now. Oh, just nonsense. I'm not going to give them the airtime. If you know who you are, get in the bin. There's no need. Um, so... First one up we had Craig. So Craig's a regular listener. Thank you very much for tuning in as usual. Um he's put, will we see an increase in televised women's strength sports like we have done with women's rugby?
1: Oh massively. Um it's going crazy. You know, we weren't on TV before last year. Um and now you're seeing other than like, you know, news articles, and things like that. But now you're seeing the TV show UK Strongest Women is airing for the first time. I think actually very soon. As soon as I have the dates, I will be posting them everywhere. But yeah, so UK is on TV, um, but also World's Ultimate Strongman has got on ESPN. Um, I know some Strength Collective in America are doing some ESPN work as well. So it's gone from effectively no TV time to four separate contracts in about 18 months. Um, I think we're just gonna see it go absolutely crazy. We have three documentaries coming out purely based on strong women. Um, hopefully nothing that gets things like Netflix attention and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to go absolutely crazy. I think it will across all sports. You know, yes, we've seen it in rugby. I think we'll see it more in football. Um, I do. I think it's going to go the next five years. I think we'll probably be as close to a revolution as we're going to see. Um, and as I mentioned before, I'm just really honoured to be a part of it, to be honest.
0: Um, yeah, I agree there's a few like you say you know the documentaries and the esps that i wasn't aware of but obviously with the uk strongest they're doing a big thing and sort of shifting that through i'm a huge rugby fan so i sit and watch the rugby and that's awesome seeing more of rugby on the telly and things but yeah it's um it's it's very much there's there has been a huge shift we spoke about this a couple of times in the last sort of half hour 40 minutes but this shift has been a long time coming and i think you know women are taking this like grab it by both horns kick the door in and just go do Go do, get seen, take up space, make noise, absolutely go do it. So it's awesome, it's really, really cool that now people are getting this kind of airtime to share this stuff, right? So hopefully it's going to help grow. I mean, we're here talking about Strong Man, Strong Woman, you know, hopefully it's going to help grow our sport because that's why we're here, you know? Um, so yeah, awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. I'll look out for the documentaries and obviously when UK's, comes and you start sharing it, I'll blast it. We'll have it on the screen at the bar okay. training. And it's really, really cool. So that's going to be awesome for people to see, that's great. Nice. So then Jade asked an interesting question. So who do you think, if anyone, stands a chance of taking your title as the pound for pound strongest woman? Now, before you answer, I was going to cover this at the start. Pound for pound strongest woman. I feel like that's a weird caveat because you are immensely strong anyway. But for, again, anyone that's unclear on what that means, relative strength being weight lifted relative to body weight. So pound for pound, what you weigh compared to what you strength, you lift more than any person on the planet. That's a hell of a thing to be able to say. So pound for pound, strongest woman on the planet is amazing. Um, And I don't think people really fully appreciate what that means. So that. So if anyone, do you think anyone stands a chance of taking that from you? I've had a good think about this and I can't think of a soul.
1: See, the, the issue we've got is that I... I'm not chasing the pound for pound. Um, I'm chasing the strongest.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent.
1: You know, I'm. I want that heavyweight deadlift world record. So I've kind of pulled away from the lightweights in terms of deadlifts. I'm going to try and phrase this in the least arrogant way possible. Um, I don't think. Okay, so I'm, I'm. I'm getting close to five times body weight. Like that's that's my goal. I want to hit seven hundred pounds at one forty, um, and. I don't think we've seen three and a half. Wow. Oh, no, we might have seen three and a half. I think we've seen three and a half. I don't think we've seen four. Seen four so yeah. when, you know, when you're kind of comparing that, it's uh, It's going to be a while. It'll be a while, but it's coming. Like, it's Fine. definitely coming. There will be a girl out there that is just training, that is just chipping away, um, that, you know, will be the next biggest thing. And to be honest, I can't wait. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's, it's hard and it is it is true what they say at times. It is lonely at the top. Um, you know, especially when things like my deadlift, we encounter situations that are scary um, that I maybe like to speak to somebody about. And you realize that you're kind of the trailblazer and, uh, you know, there's no footsteps to follow in. You are setting the footsteps. We're making the footsteps. Um, but, yeah, so I'm kind of, like, for that day, um, yeah. I'd, have a, I'd love to have another little 600-pound lightweight deadlifter um, just to show the world that, you know, we are – I'm not – this is this is doable. This is very, very doable for women my size. You know, one, is it abnormal? Is she, you know, a bit of a genetic freak? But, you know, the more girls we can get up here, the better. So there are some girls climbing. You know, Kira from America is doing – I know she's hit um, – Over £500 in training. Um, We've got my Kate is not far of £500 at all. Um, Chloe Brennan is not far of £500. So, you know, these girls are are really, really coming through. And I've got Christine Matthews in America as well. Um, And it's just a case of give them enough time, give them enough time, and they'll chip away. I've got full faith in all of those girls. Um, We will definitely see more £600 in the future. for now, I think we'll just see more in, like, the heavyweights and maybe uh, girls like Nadia from the middleweights, potentially.
0: Yep. Interesting. Interesting. It's, um, it's funny you sort of say, you know, it's... I don't think... You know, you're saying that without sounding arrogant. I don't think when you're good, it counts as arrogance. <laughs> I don't think it does. I know what you mean, but it's, I mean, you know... It's you're, a crazy praying.
1: thing to, like, you know, we sat there and I was like... We've put nearly a hundred kilos on the world record.
0: Yeah.
1: What? So <laughs> that's, that's an arrogant. I mean, thing. Realizing that, that's you know somebody asked me in an interview, you know, what who's world number two? And, and that's when like the penny dropped that like it wasn't even five hundred pounds. I was like, shit, that's like a hundred pounds ahead. Yeah. You know, and even Eddie at his prime, he wasn't, you know, nearly twenty percent ahead of the next guy. Yeah. Um and I just, I just, I just like deadlifts. I just,
0: <laughs> just enjoy doing them.
1: I just like deadlifts. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of I like faith in myself. I have a lot of confidence in myself, and I just get my head down and work hard. But I don't think there's anything particularly about me that's. In fact, if you genetically, I'm not actually built to deadlift. I have bad leverages. Um, <laughs> we put a picture
0: up on Instagram recently, kind of like a throwback to sort of whatever it was. And that was really interesting, sort of seeing, like, the frame you were, I don't know how long ago that was, you know, back when. About 10 years ago, I think that was. There you go. So, like, the the, the difference in 10 years from when, you know, that picture was taken to now, I think. And, again, it goes back to the kind of, uh, it goes back to the, you know, we're not building orphanages, but, you know, you're inspiring people, and it's incredible. And you sort of, you see that, and people that want to get a bit bigger that have maybe gone down x y or z route and they want to get stronger and they want to do something they look at that and they look at you and say like, well 10 years time's going to pass anyway like 10 years is a long way away i look in 10 years i'll be 43 but like i'm gonna get there at some point i might as well do exactly. stuff now that exactly. my 33 year old self is going to say like oh that's great cheers you might as no, as well my,
1: my um, journey with my body has been very weird and very um i didn't see myself getting here uh, basically, I, as a teenager, I was very insecure. Um, I've always had, you probably notice as I sit, I've, I've got big delts now, but I've got quite naturally broad shoulders. Um, I was pretty heavy set as a kid, and effectively, what I turned into was effectively the fat friend. I'm sure there's tons of girls that can, like, you know, get what I mean by that. Um, when it came to, like, you know, boys' attention, um, it was. To meet my friends, um, and the obsession about becoming skinny. Um, I kind of equated being skinny with being beautiful, worth something, confident, you know, basically your, your life's problems are fixed if you're skinny. Um, and I just got obsessed with that, um, to the point that I just got an eating disorder. I became a bulimic. Um, my whole lifestyle at that point was horrendous, just drinking, believe me, yeah, like, you just, yeah, it was not, how, how my metabolism is any good today, I have no idea, shit, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just chased this, this tiny, tiny thing, I went to the gym, I did all this cardio shit, I did all this diet, keto diet, you name it, I did it, um, and it just made me miserable, <laughs> I didn't get anywhere, I still had, like, rolls that made me insecure, I still, still didn't have a bum. Um and I literally got to the point where I was just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna do what I like, I'm just gonna do what I enjoy. I don't even want guys' attention. <laughs> and then within six months of lifting weights, I had a six pack, I had the start of some glutes, and suddenly for the next few years, I felt like one day I might have a body that I want people to see, I'm proud of, you know, I want to flaunt, I feel sexy. Um, And then as the years have gone by, what it's actually turned into is a level of self-acceptance that doesn't rely on validation from other people. Um, I am extremely proud of my body and what it can do. Not so much what it looks like, but what it can do. I have a great relationship with my body and I don't really care what other people think of it because I'm really proud of it. It's not perfect. I like it to the point that you know things like insults and things just they, they wouldn't upset me it, it wouldn't bother me you know if somebody I get it a lot that you know like I look like a man you know what if somebody doesn't find you attractive Give a shit. I don't care yeah. and if they do I hope they don't mention it <laughs> it's, it's like and it's it's a level of um I don't know I guess just self-acceptance that I never thought I would get to. I thought the whole objective always would be for other people to find me attractive. Um, and I, I'm I'm kind of proud of the fact that 25. Um and this is why I preach strong women so much, because it's given me that skill along with many others. Um, it's it changed my life, it's changed who I am as a person. Um You know, you mentioned like the businesses and the branches and things that we have. There is no way would I have had the balls to go for any of that. You know, it's a male, it's a large, old, male dominated sport that is a very little young girl um, is trying to take on. And I never would have had the balls for that if it wasn't for the qualities that this sport has given me. So I guess that's why I'm a a massive, massive preacher of it.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Like, that's absolutely amazing. Like, thank you for putting that level. That's amazing. Um, But I think that's that's the message that should be delivered out. Absolutely. And it goes back to, you know, saying the girls at your gym, you know, there's, in the summer, you guys are working fucking hard and it's going to get hot. You're going to see women of every shape, size, back, like everything. You're going to see the lot because they're working hard. And that's a thing. And then it's understanding that, it's absolutely okay. You know, it's. I've been a personal trainer since you know, for my whole thing. I, I qualified in 2007, that I kind of worked through that. And you see kind of everything. You see the good, the bad, the ugly. You see the kind of the, the mental thing that people put themselves through, trying to strive to look better and to be accepted and that kind of thing. And then that penny drop moment you just described is a beautiful thing to see when people just go,
1: fuck it. I really wanna, like what I've got. If, if but, I could kind of like caption, you know, if I could like take a, part of this of what I've seen and and show it to everyone, Um, especially my beginners. I wish I could put them in my suitcase and take them to Worlds to witness this one thing. Um, Back in 2017, um, (laughs) I did my first comp, which is a Worlds qualifier, won it and went to Worlds as my second comp. So I was still super new and I have a bloody clue what I was doing. but I, w- I was still, you know, very witnessing this, the sport. I didn't, you know, I didn't really have an opinion at this time. I, you know, I'm trying to see what's going on. And I witnessed, <clears throat> I witnessed the the open girls, the heavyweights. Um, I don't know what they were doing in all this room, but they all came up together and they were all ready to compete. And they, these were big girls, you know, these, these girls, they're not size 12s, these were big, big girls. And they come out in shorts, sports bras, you know, there were stretch marks, there were cellulites, there was big bellies, big thighs. Humans. And they just marched. Like, it was the biggest boss vibe I have ever... And I literally <laughs> yeah. stood there, and I'm so there, I was like, I love this sport. This is my sport. Yeah. Like, that, those women, this is my sport. You never, ever, I'd never, especially, I was 21, I think, 20, 21. I'd never witnessed... Girls that size, of all colour, shapes, you know, they just didn't give a shit. They were here to be absolute beasts. They didn't give a shit what you thought. And I thought that was such a powerful statement. (coughs) I wish I could, like, bundle that up and show that everyone. And You know, these girls are beautiful. You know, some of their heavyweight girls are absolutely stunning. They're just big women. (laughs) I'm little. They're big. Like, that's just how things have panned out. And... There's a lot of... You don't don't see that in society. And it's such an incredible factor of strong women. We don't give a shit what gene size you are. In fact, we worry if it's too small. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to take you for a carvery if it starts getting too small. (laughs) Yes.
0: We had it in the gym here a while ago. We all jumped on the scales. There um, uh, There was a powerlifting competition coming up, and they jumped on the scales to see where they were at. And then we had a strongman session after the powerlifting session. So they were on the thing, and everyone jumped on it. And then um, one of the guys jumps on the scale. It's like I'm 140 kilos. He's like, Ray! Everyone's like cheering him for that. And you know, some of the girls jump on. They put a bit on. This and the other. But no one gives a shit. And it's a really, it's yeah, absolutely. You described it perfectly. It's such a powerful thing to see when people get that moment of fuck it, this is what I'm doing. It's awesome. And there's a lot of brands now are kind of um, sort of spearheading that, like Courtney Olsen's brand.
1: Um, You know, I I see it amongst the young athletes You know, we had a a 14-year-old Again, quite a a big girl um, Very insecure about it You know, it's like a 14 And she came to to Brits with me Just to watch Um, She's training strong woman herself But she's a big fan of Andrea Thompson Big fan Sure. and so she'd gone, and Andrea comes out, Andrea loves the sports bras, she didn't give a shit, she's brilliant, she comes out with the bigger hair, and she just, you know, she arms on her like you've never seen, and Tammy, she's called, Tammy just thought that was, that was wonderful, oh. and next thing you know, she was in a sports bra, Fantastic. and you're seeing it instantly rub off onto younger girls, um, you know, that feeling of like, this is me, this is my body, it's a very good body, it works. And it, that, that's amazing, I think that is probably the most powerful thing we can teach any young people, not just young girls, um, that, that thing of, you know, everybody is a good body.
0: 100%, 100% is, yeah, there's this whole toxic feeling that goes around where, you know, you have to, like you said it yourself, you have to be a certain type for people to approve and, you know, getting that kind of or approval. I don't really care is a really awesome thing but yeah that whole inspiring the sort of the next generation of people to come through and you know snatch titles and do amazing shit or just fall into the sport and train and enjoy it and reap you know if, if you're not competitive go train strong man like don't, don't do strong women it's amazing like it's good fun like even if you're not competitive you've got no real desires to compete just go do stuff like go join a club <laughs> Get a coach, you'll really enjoy it. It's that kind of you know, thing. It,
1: like it really is for like all body shapes as well, you know. Like there's I think my smallest is four eight, I think. Um <laughs> there's been there's been girls at worlds that are four eight. Um the you know, the biggest, I think we've had some girls at worlds, so again, this is like top 30 in the world, wow. um, topping out four hundred pounds. Um it really is all shapes and sizes. You know, Anna, Annabelle's not a lightweight, Annabelle's not a teeny tiny girl. Um you try and beat her in a race <laughs> like yeah okay she's not stick thing she's supermodel but you get her in a flat out race and that girl could shift yeah. you know she's ex rugby uh, she's very very powerful and that's kind of the message is that you know we're here um, we are all shapes and sizes but we are very much capable of doing the job 100% that's awesome I did, I did try and prove that at UK this year which was very hard when you couldn't actually see me behind the tight <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen.
1: They, they <laughs> called me out, so we're stood in the lineup, and you've got about a minute before we start counting down. And I'm looking up at this tyre, and I'm like, I can't reach the top of this. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what am I, I going to jump and push, or do yeah. I work the sides? Um, yeah, i so- <laughs>
0: trying to work the game plans. But, yeah, it's, it's such an important message, and I think that's a... That's probably a great place to finish, to be fair. It's such an important message to throw out is just get involved. And I don't think that's solely for strongman or strongwoman. That's for football or rugby or tennis or badminton or track or throwing. Or if there's a thing you fancy doing, just get stuck in.
1: What, think, what do they say? Oh, it's like, you, you don't need to be great to start, but you need to start to be great.
0: Yeah. As all those kind of quotes and things.
1: I, like, I was really, really shit when I started. Like I was weak. You know, I I was straight out of a back injury. I was straight out of a wheelchair and crutches. I was weak. Um, I remember working a long time for my first 60 kilo deadlift. I still remember what that felt like. And, you know, I never for a second thought that I would be in a position where I'm like a hundred pounds (laughs) ahead of any other deadlifter. Like that just a record set. I just wanted to be better for me. And I just got involved, give it my all and effectively went with the flow and got a bit further down river than I anticipated.
0: Yeah, do it for yourself is a massive thing as well, right? Mm. But if, so okay. when did you, so with your, your 60 kilo deadlift like when
1: was that? Oh God. Um, well I started competing oh Jesus, was it 2015 that I won the world championships? So probably about three years before then. Cool. So where are we now? That's like,
0: oh, like years. Ten, 10 years ago 10 years ago so so cool so going back to what I said a minute ago about the, the time is going to pass anyway so going from battling out a 60 kilo deadlift, deadlift 10 years ago to then being 210 kilos more than that
1: you know and this is this is, <laughs> not where my, this is not where my life was supposed to go I was <laughs> I was at, at university studying maths and physics I was a biggie oh, Big geek. I, my aspirations was I wanted to work at NASA. I wanted to work on planets. I didn't want to work with people, definitely not. Um, I wanted to work with numbers and I wanted to work with science, mm-hmm. and that's that's where my life was going. And then because I decided to just, I was just curious. I and I just enjoyed it. I wanted something for me that was outside of the textbook. Um, you know, something physical. That I could work on my strength and just be a bit healthier and winning the world championships as a teenager everything just changed at that point um you know doors became open that I never thought would become open and over the next few years there really was kind of like this acceptance that you could be really really good and you should look at changing your career and pursuing this full time um and that all came from the idea of wandering over to the deadlift bar when nobody else was there and, and giving it a little pull and seeing what happens. Amazing. So the, the same thing happened with the log. I, I snuck off and I, there was some boys training a log and um, I waited for them to leave and then I kind of snuck over. Yeah, I, I it, I got really excited and put it back down on my foot and broke my foot. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> that, but that's the thing. It all comes from just curiously, you know. And from that, I'm now looking at setting the world record log as my last world record to get. Yeah. Um, and it all came from yeah, just like eyeballing those lads, waiting for them to leave, and sneaking over and using the kit.
0: Have a go. Awesome.
1: <laughs> and yeah, it went it went terribly first time. Ended up in A yeah. But you went back again, and you did it again. And from there, we're here.
0: But again, there's a there's a there's a kind of big tale of resilience there as well, right? It's you know you're never going to get it right first time. Everyone's got everyone's got a journey to wherever they end up. You know, and it's some people's journeys are more accelerated than others. Some people's are just kind of like chipping away and carrying on. But, but again, yeah, like the underlying is just crack on. Just keep going. Turn up. Do your reps. Have fun. Enjoy it you'll get there, you know,
1: whatever, whatever there is, you'll get there. What what I say to like, even especially my pros, you know, somebody that that doesn't quit can never be beaten because it's only a matter of time before they are truly unbeatable. You know, if if you, if somebody just won't quit, they're just going to get better and better, regardless of what injury, you know, if you can come back from injury, if you've proven that you are one of those people that is mentally resilient and you can come back from injury, do all the rehab, you can't ever really be stopped and it's those people who are the true you know that's that's the only way you're truly unstoppable is to just never ever quit and your time will come you know trophies will come if that's your mentality absolutely
0: absolutely and those people we've all competed against those and they are scary they're scary competition they just don't know back <laughs> you got to work really hard against those
1: um, there's, there's a few girls on the pro circuit that can really go to like dark places when they compete um, and they can really dig deep. And yeah, it's those that, you know, they're in it for the long run. Um, you got to watch your back with those girls. They are right there snapping at your heels. Um, and it is it's those girls that I know hands down will be in it for the long run. They will be, you know, if they're not the world's best now, will be the next world's best because they won't quit until they are.
0: So with, quickly, with the, um, you sort of mentioned going to, like that dark place, there's a lot of that kind of creeping in now. And, you know, with with the evolution of the sport, even in, you know, the time that you and I have been in it and then sort of the generation before us and before that and before that and before that all come through, more things get added. You know, all of a sudden we're not, we're not in a field with a rock and a tyre anymore. We're in gyms with like AstroTurf runs set through the middle of them. And all of a sudden we've got more, Uh, We've got more science around how we train and get bigger and stronger and faster and more efficient. We've got more information around nutrition. Um, From sort of the stuff that I'm seeing and people I'm talking to and everything else, the next big thing seems to be sort of sports psychology. More people are taking the kind of mental aspect of the sport as that, again, just that kind of marginal gain, but kind of getting to that point. Um, You know, you sort of see interviews, like we'll go back to Eddie with his 500. You know, you sort of you see the build-ups, and everyone, I think everyone knows the story of that now. We've all seen the documentaries, we've all seen the list, we've all had the interviews, and it was the kind of the biggest thing for him was the mental. He mm. could take himself to a place and then kind of get himself back out of it again. But it's almost—I heard—I um, heard an interview or a, or a podcast or something like with a sports psychologist, and it was almost the ability to create two different characters. So, like, you'll have like
1: no, you, exactly. you athlete, and like, how does that resonate? Is that true, or how do you? Think? No, that, that's that's exactly what it is. You know, you, you mentioned it kind of being like a, a minor kind of benefit no, I, for, for me personally I think it's a major one yeah. uh, so of the point, much much. Of to the point that you know if you said before a deadlift uh, obviously you know you can't take somebody's mindset but if you could say right I'm either going to take your mindset or I'm going to take your belt I'd give you my belt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt I would sw- same with things like food um, you know you're like you get or even warm-ups um, I would be fine without a warm-up given them and the mindset is absolutely huge and yeah that that two two person it doesn't work for everyone like this isn't a rule um i like it i know eddie was definitely one for it um i know people like evan singleton are a big one for it as well um aleski novakoff to a point i think i don't like I, i just with the way he competes um and yeah it is two it is two people for me Um, If anybody's seen my big lifts, um, you'll see the moment I kind of do the lift and then that person switches off, like pretty instantly. Um, When I am that person, um, you don't get manners. please and thank yous don't happen. Um, You will not get me to smile. I will punch you in the face before. If you try and make me smile, I will get rid of you. Like that's not helpful. Um, Yeah, I'm very, very short. I, I need to be by myself and I need to stay in this place. Um, the night before a record is very important to me. Um, I like being on my own as much as possible. Um, Always with Luke, Luke's brilliant. And I need to sit and I need to think. I need to go over how hard we've worked for this. I need to really, really get it in the front of my mind, just how important this singular event is (laughs) and the result of it. Um, And then, yeah, on the day, Switching on is probably about twenty minutes off um and then obviously we do the lift and then it yeah it's, it's pretty much switched off straight away um but it it's definitely two people like that's some events don't require it um things like sandbags don't requ- i don't go into the the two people space on sandbags or atlas stones either um but events that seriously hurt, so deadlifts silver dollar um I have to fight unconsciousness with Log and Axel as well, so I've got to go somewhere pretty dark for them as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not a nice person to be around, I guess. Um, Very functional person to be there, right? Yeah, I don't have people around me that don't know me. Um, so it's Luke, it's my best friend. You know, it's not my mum. I wouldn't want my mum there because I'm not polite. Um, you know, if you're in my way, I'm just going to say move. I've
0: like but again, that's and again it's the whole um, it is that you're you're very much there to do a purpose. So when you know, silver dollar really comes out, no one's expecting manners, we massive <laughs> weights. Like no one's expecting, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm in your way off you go. You know, we're expecting oh, that
1: that hurts so much. Um, you know, the one before that, we had to sit with the medical team because obviously this was the, the eight hundred pounds, this was the the most any woman's ever lifted, no mind at my body weight. And you know my medical team are brilliant, and they do sit down and go through the reality of what you're doing here and what might happen. <laughs> you know we need to prepare we we do need to take things seriously in terms of things like safety, and if anything is going wrong, we need to know and know early um so we do go through kind of like all the risk assessments and all the things that could potentially happen. And hearing that kind of like a couple of days before an 800 pound pull, yeah, that that hurt. The, um, locking that out, feeling the flex on my shoulders, I genuinely thought my shoulders were going to dislocate. Idiot. Um, that that was that was very painful. Hence why I'm in no rush to go for that one again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Understandable. It is such a strange lift. If no one's ever done it, if you've never done a silver dollar deadlift, it's such a weird lift to explain. It's I kind mm. of liken it to two lifts. Like you pull the slack out from so far, and then the weight hits you, and you got to do it again. Then it kind of wobbles up a bit, and mm. it's
1: such
0: a strange lift. It's not like a normal.
1: I, I do think the the limiting factor with me will be my shoulders staying in place. Um, the the 800 pounds on my legs didn't didn't feel um, ridiculous. Um, I'm probably capable of picking up like a 900 950 pound yoke. So you know my quads have got it in them, but yeah, it was just the the strain on my shoulders, um, my neck, and my traps, was just, yeah.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. It's, um, yeah, all, all credit, <laughs> all credit, all respect to you for it. It's, it's a hideous lift. Um, that's awesome. Um, I think we're going to wrap it. That was amazing. So the, we had a third question from Rachel, which is, what's the next record? But we just chatted about that for the last 20 minutes. So <laughs> that's how it answers. There you all go. All of
1: them, basically. What? I'm coming back from- I mean, I've got, the, I've got the 151 stone sat in my gym ready to go. Um, I pressed 100 the other day, which is more than the actual Law record. We have designed my deadlift peak. I just need to find a comp for it. Um, but yeah, all of them is the answer. <laughs>
0: Outstanding. I've, that's such an amazing attitude. Absolutely amazing. It's awesome. So, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Privilege having you here and talking to you and hearing your story. I really appreciate it, genuinely. And I know no, there's a lot of people not. listening to this is going to get a lot from what you said as well. Um, so thank you, firstly. Um, secondly, plug. What do you do? Where can people find you? How can they buy things from you? Because you've got some wicked merch coming through as well and, you know, you're coaching stuff as well. So,
1: Oh, God. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the most thing we need to, obviously, is the brand-new stone sleeves that are coming out, the Chaos Stone Sleeves. Um those that witness my world and witness my kit mishap, um, you know, you can come away from something so negative like that, and you can either come away and be depressed, or you can come away and do things better, and so we've designed these new sleeves, they've got inside and outside rubber grip, they are super comfortable, so there's no marks on your arm or anything like that, and they absolutely do not fail. Um, So, if anything, the result of that has come from if no one ever experiences what I went through, these are going to be an absolute win. But they are launching very, very soon, um, hopefully by this weekend. Um, And we also have the rest of the merch available at chaosstrength.co.uk, but we have also things like grip tops, um, t shirts, tracksuits you name it, we've got the works.
0: Perfect. And it all looks great as well. And the. Most of it's doggo themed Yes, I was about to say exactly that. This is, uh, this is kind of where I'm sending people <laughs> go get T-shirts with dogs. Um, what was it? Lift, uh, lift Deadlifts Pet Doggos. I think, that's, uh, I think that's a motto for life anyway. Well, Deadlifts um,
1: Pet dogs. That's our best seller. Though. That's gone it, absolutely worldwide. Two best things in life, by far.
0: It's amazing. Deadlifts and dogs are, yeah, by far and away the best things in the world. I'm fully on with that. Fully on board. Um, cool. And then, obviously, people can get hold of you through... Instagram and that kind of thing through the gym page, obviously through your own sort of athlete page as well. Um, and again, from, I'm, I'm taking money from my pocket to yours in the sense of, you know, you do your, your kind of coaching as well. You know, you do your online coaching. We've got one of your guys, Matt trains at RJ because he lives locally. He's followed your programming for a while. Um, he's brilliant. He's unbelievable. So Matt is, firstly, Matt is one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's such a lovely lad. However, he is also an absolute monster. He's amazing, and he follows your programming, and he you know he goes through his things and he does all of that. So he's he's incredible. All all credits to Matt, and big shout out to Matt. He trains hard. He right?
1: the only way I can put it, and there's any coach out there you know exactly. He's a beautiful lifter. Yes. The way he thinks about the lift, his technique, the execution—so wise beyond his years. In fact, most adults. If I've worked with a lot of blokes, ninety-nine percent of yeah. adults don't think about things to the level that he does, the execution is, but, you know, he's a teenager yeah. and we're already seeing, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal from him. He is, I could, couldn't say better things from Matt. He's absolutely brilliant. He's you know, brilliant. me and his mom think the absolute world of him. He's, um, he's a really big really, really is He's obviously just stepping things up uh, this year with comps, getting him to potentially UK strongest junior uh, and looking at getting onto the England's and UK strongest man scene as soon as the time comes.
0: That's awesome. So, people want to follow Matt's footsteps. How do they get hold of you for coaching?
1: Uh, Coach, wise you know that the same website as the clothing, or you can hit me up on Instagram. Um, I do have a few spots left on the team for this year, um, and we do everything from, like I said, complete beginners right up to world class, world record, and my like, OSG. Amazing.
0: Awesome. Grand. So, go do that. Go buy some chaos merch. It's awesome. Go Lift deadlifts, pet doggos, go do all that kind of good stuff. But more at the point, just go back, listen to this again. There's some amazing points in there, and there's some really, really important things to, to kind of note. Um, you know, this is this has been absolutely invaluable to a lot of people, myself as well. I'm sure. You know, I've got i I've got an 18 month old daughter who I hope has oh, that same kind of. You know, she'll grow up watching. You know, like the likes of yourself. You know, when she gets to a point where she wants to start doing these things, you know, she'll look at you as I looked at. Pusinovsky and Derek Poundstone and you know she'll see these kind of amazing figures um, and that's awesome and, you know that's that's the kind of role models I want people looking at so you know that's that's amazing so yeah thank you so so much for today I really appreciate it um, anyone else listening if you've uh, if you've made it this far without immediately going into chaos to buy things um, just if you don't already follow Rhiannon she's incredible the, the stuff she posts up is amazing um, I'll put up your Instagram handle in the the kind of notesy bit underneath this uh, or fail just punch it into Instagram you'll find it um, and that's that but yeah awesome thank you very very much again I truly truly appreciate this has been amazing and hopefully I'll see you soon no problem at all thanks for having me guys Cheers,